because um, other books I could, you know, struggle my way through, maybe hold it up to my nose, but then he's like pulling the book because he wants to see the pictures. Or I could try to get like a clunky magnifier and, and get that going. And if that works for folks, that's great. Um, but I just felt that um, there was something else that I could try. You're listening to The Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast that supports parents of children with disabilities by sharing the stories of individuals who have grown up with disabilities and the organizations available to help parents along the way. Stay connected with us by clicking the subscribe button and leave us a comment if you want to join in on the conversation. Welcome back to The Water Prairie Chronicles, everyone. Today we have a guest with us. Her name is Crystal Boateng. Did I say that correctly, Crystal? Close enough. Yes, Crystal Boateng. Close enough. Close enough. No, you did very well. (laughs) All right, so Crystal is with Inside Ability Books, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I just wanted to welcome her first and and have her introduce herself to you. Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Crystal Boateng, as Tonya stated. Um, A little bit about me. All right, well, professionally, my background is in human resources, and I've worked for many years assisting people with disabilities to get the accommodations that they need in employment. Um, In addition to providing employment skills training to help individuals reach their employment goals. Uh, Personally, uh, I am a hashtag boy mom. I have two young boys. Uh, One is two years old and one is 10 months old. Um, They keep me and my husband's hands pretty full. (laughs) Um, (laughs) As far as... uh, my likes, like I've always considered myself to be a creative. I love getting lost in my imagination and words and wordplay and stories, um, which lent really well to adding to my repertoire, becoming a self-published author and founder of Inside Ability Books, um, a provider of accessible print storybooks. So Crystal, you are visually impaired as well. Correct? Yes, I am. I am. I am considered legally blind. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, So at the age of 19, I was in college at the time. Um, I developed an eye condition called uveitis, which is um, an autoimmune disorder, an inflammatory condition um, that affects the eyeballs. Um, And then due to complications of that condition, um, I lost central vision entirely, which... um, Basically, you use your central vision for details and intricate um, things, facial recognition, reading, um, you know, seeing street signs, um, just practical things like subtitles in a movie. Um, If you're a student, your textbooks, you know, seeing the board, um, facial recognition, your friend walks in the room, you can't really identify them, um, different things like that. Can you share what your greatest challenge is now visually? Um, I now have been visually impaired longer than um, fully sighted. And so I feel like I'm pretty well adapted. Um, and when I'm in my own world, in my own routine, around people who are uh, familiar with me and how I maneuver, um, I don't really come up against a lot of barriers, but in new settings new settings is where I'm like, oh, snap, oh, yeah, I'm blind. (laughs) That's right. Okay. Um, That happened, right? So so for me, it's probably um, 
new settings, new people, um, having to kind of explain what's going on with me and, and having them be a little confused, um, and probably having to explain a few times because, um, vision loss is a spectrum and most people who haven't, um, known someone who lives with uh, vision loss, um, have, they have a very limited understanding of it. And so for them, you either um, have difficulty seeing and then you get glasses or contacts and you're cured, or you can't see anything at all, right? So um, that huge, you know, variant in, in the middle is something that a lot of people are exposed to. So if I go into um, a restaurant, let's say, and the menu is up on the wall, and I say, um, you know, I've been here before, but I don't remember. Um, do you guys have like a chicken sandwich that has blah, 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 blah? And then they'll literally turn around and point. <laughs> and so then I'm like, I have a visual impairment. Or sometimes I'll say, well, I forgot my glasses. Do you mind just telling me that? Da, 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 da. And then you get sometimes people with like attitude, like, well, why do I have to? It's just right there. And so now, you know, I have to explain and it becomes a whole thing. Um, so I, I would say that's probably the hardest thing is, is just um, being in settings where people are unfamiliar with how I move in the world and trying to get their assistance or trying to do something I normally do, but when I'm around people I'm familiar with, they understand. This is what's led you to begin Inside Ability Books, from what I understand. Yes, absolutely. Um, Being a a mom of two young kids, um, you know, finding storybooks that were large enough for me to read and comfortably participate in story time was practically impossible. If I, you know, found one that had large print, it wasn't consistent throughout. Um, It was more like a style choice for that page. And then also the level of contrast wasn't consistent either. So there would be like um, maybe a dark, uh, dark blue letters over a moderately lighter blue background. Um, And those that type of writing would not pop out uh, for me to identify it and be able to read it. So um, it wasn't even like initially I said, okay, well, let me start an accessible print storybook company. (laughs) So I pretty much scoured the internet looking for options. Um, I reached out to my local library and I was told that I could get Braille embossed on storybooks. I could also um, receive storybooks that had right. like, audio uh, formatting. Um, but I still felt like, well, I can read large print. Um, and there's so many other things that are provided in large print, you know, large print crossword puzzles and, you know, different things like that. But what I found is a lot of the low vision aids were being targeted towards the aging population and kind of leaving out um, people like myself who, you know, had young families and, wanted to participate in something like storybook time. Um, And in just, you know, digging into my own experience, I realized that, you know, low vision children as well, legally blind children could benefit from having the larger um, words on the page um, because they need to be able to see them repetitively to be able to learn the letters, learn the words, et cetera. Um, Initially, my approach was that of a parent or caregiver reading to a child to assist them to learn, you know, it being a child that's not old enough yet to read, but they would still need to see it to get Mm -hmm. to the point of literacy. So um, I found it in this process, 
you know, I'm able to help even more people than I initially anticipated. Um, you know, when I first started, I was like, well, how do I just get this physical book in my hand for my own use? But in the process, um, it was such an undertaking, you know, learning self-publishing, learning how to, you know, get all those pieces together to have this, um, you know, book manifested in my hand. I said, I can't be the only one with this challenge. I have to do this in a way that I can present it to the market so that parents like myself, caregivers like myself, young parents of young children who, you know, have similar visual challenges to my own can access this. Um, and then so I decided to make a company because I was like, I don't want this to be, you know, a one-off situation. I want to be able to produce, you know, multiple offerings so that people have options. And I've noticed that your books on, on your Instagram, you you have several pictures up and on your website as well of the what the books look like. Yeah. Or it's it's one book right now, but in two versions. Yes. So tell us about the versions of the two of the books. Sure. So the book is titled Bedtime, Sleep Time, Nighttime, Dream Time. I hope that's clear on the camera. Yes, it is. I like that. And uh, it is a large print bedtime story. And so for the most part, throughout this version of the book, you'll have large print with white background and black letters. So I'll show you that. Oh, there we go. Yeah. And on the other version of it, for some people in the visual loss community, when there's a lot of white on the page, it can create glare. Uh, for instance, if the person has cataracts, if they have any kind of scarring inside of the eye, debris, things of that nature. When light goes in, it refracts against those things and creates like a blinding glare as though, like let's say you're looking straight into, you know, a light bulb or something like that. Um, that's what can happen for some people. So what I did was I created a reverse contrast edition. Um, reverse contrast is basically um, the opposite, which would be black background, white letters. So okay, yeah. There. And then it's indicated on the cover that it is the reverse contrast edition. Okay. So it's the same story, same just to, just the way the wording is. Exactly. Um, my goal with the company is to provide accessibility options. Um, because as we spoke about vision loss being a spectrum, um, I understood that for some people, color is an issue as well as size. I prioritize the accessibility when creating these books because there aren't many companies that do prioritize the visual aspect in terms of accessibility, um, not to the level that they prioritize, you know, the literary artistry and the graphic artistry. Mm -hmm. um, and so an additional feature that I put in is that the writing throughout the book are all on one side of the page. So if you're sitting with a child um, who has a visual impairment, they can sit on the side of the letters. If you have the visual oh, impairment, yeah. you can sit on the side of the letters. So proximity-wise, it's even closer to you on top of being large and the contrast that you prefer. So looking at, at the sample page that, that you just had up, mm -hmm. what is the font size of the text? Well, to be honest, I didn't want to focus strictly on font size because we can get kind of locked into okay well it should be you know font 26 or it should be font 75. What I tried to do was I looked at the graphics and I used up all the empty space. I just said 
okay. big. Because a lot of times what I'll find is with devices or even printed materials, people will get so locked into a number and there's all this wasted space on the page. And I'm like, if the goal is big, let's get big. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was like, it was less about, you know, it being a Word document and going in and changing the text, but more of it from an art artist perspective of, okay, this is our landscape, this is our image, and we want to take up, you know, two-thirds of the page with text. We want to give it space. We want to um, give it give it the um, priority, right, on the page because we, we have a dual function here. We want to... Uh, a relatable story. We want, you know, a whimsical graphics that's engaging, mm -hmm. but we also have to serve the purpose of being able to be accessible to the most amount of people. Um, so I would right. say that was our approach versus, you know, fine tuning, like what are the numbers? It was more just like, when you look at the page, have we optimized the text space in terms of stuff? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the reason I was asking is um, the the page that you held up, mm -hmm. the, the words are nice and large yes. and yes. and yes. clearly defined so you can see them. Yeah. But I noticed that the, the graphics are as well. You have a nice contrast yes. on that as yes. well. And, yeah. So that was another thing. Um, in this process of learning self-publishing and collaborating with an illustrator, I had to first identify for myself, you know, what what are the visual aspects that I wanted to prioritize in terms of the graphics, not just the text. And when you meet with an uh, illustrator, they want to know, you know, what kind of animation do you like? If you say it's a bedroom, well, what level of detail of bedroom are we talking about? You know, if we say a bathroom, are we talking tile, you know, on the walls? Are we talking, like, what level of detail? And so for me, I wanted just the key aspects. So in the living room, um, it's a very zoomed in view of the living room. And it's a very basic view of the living room to give context. Right. So we have a window. We have a ceiling fan. But we don't have so much going on that we're losing what the scene is trying to show. Right? We don't have crazy wallpaper. We don't have right. toys of different sizes, close colors scattered all over the floor. It's a very basic room. It's a very dark big couch you can see right away what that is so you're mm -hmm. with just three items on this page you get living room right right and so but you still have you still have the shadows you don't have a flat picture you still exactly. have character to the picture mm -hmm. absolutely yeah 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 so if there's there's a lampshade in it and so you see that light you know shining off of the characters from the, the space where where it is um and so those were things that I had to work out in the process, right? So the illustrator would send me something, and I would say, okay, that works. I don't think that works. Um, and it was a conversation. It was a conversation. And I was really, really, really happy with how it turned out. The, when I received the sample, it honestly was a cheerful moment for both myself and my husband because this was the first time that I was able to sit and read a storybook to my son. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... Um, other books, I could, you know, struggle my way through, maybe hold it up to my nose, but then he's, like, pulling the book because he wants to see the pictures. Mm -hmm. Or I could try to get, like, a clunky magnifier and, and get that going. And if that works for folks, that's right. great. Um, but I just felt that um, there was something else that I could try. 
you know, um, with the spectrum of vision loss being as varied as it is, the spectrum of accommodations that should be available should be, you know, just as varied. Um, and yeah. I just took a chance. I said, oh, I mean, Z, you know, and the, the dimensions of the book are 11 inches by 11 inches because I knew I wanted jumbo. And I wasn't going to get jumped right. in your standard size children's book that's like 8 by 8 or, you know, 8 by 10. Um, I wanted big and a big square that I could use a lot of the space for what I needed to do. So I'm, I'm thinking just that just as we're talking and having seen the pages on, on the books there, you have the situations where you have a parent with with low vision mm-hmm. um, or, or beyond low vision even. Um being able to read the book now uh, because of the contrast that's in it. Yes. You have the child who is visually impaired but still has functional vision to be able to read the book, not necessarily the words, but to start absorbing what those words mean, that they are words right. as, as they're, they're navigating early literacy. Right. You have grandparents who may be at a point where they're developing cataracts or, um, or other vision loss right. later in life that are able to now read with their grandchildren. But even a classroom teacher in a preschool setting, being able to hold the book up and the children can then see what's there right. on the page instead of seeing little tiny things right. as she's reading a book to the class. That's so right. even and beyond needs, vision loss, there's other yeah. situations. Yeah. So I, I, I applaud you for coming up with this idea. I'm hoping that this really can can reach out to a lot of people because I see so many, so many benefits with just the one version of the book that you have now. Yeah. So I, which brings me to another question Mm -hmm. what are the future plans do you have more stories coming out yes i have um tons of stories like i said i I consider myself a creative and i just love to imagine and storytell and um actually when i was um 19 and i was going through vision loss a lot of what allowed me to remain positive and hopeful and inspired um towards my future was diving into my creativity. That was absolutely my happy place. Um, mm-hmm. And so this actually, you know, coming at this stage of life, created an outlet for me to just pump out what's inside of me already. Yeah. So yeah. I have tons of, you know, storybook concepts lined up. I have a few already written. Um, I'm in, I'm in oh, conversation good. with some illustrators to um, basically have um, some releases winter uh, 2023, spring 2023. Um, so I'm excited for what's to come. All good stuff. So that's it. Good, good. So I, I was hoping it wasn't going to be a long time before we, we could see more coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I just completed um, a successful Kickstarter campaign in June, the end of June, actually, to be able to um, fund the launch of the company and launching the first printing. So those books arrived in July, um, and all those pre-orders went out, and now my website is live, and I'm actually selling the books straight from the website. And, um, you know, it's a one-woman operation. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a huge milestone to get these two out, and my hope is just to continue on that momentum and to reinvest and just keep pumping out more books because we definitely need those options in the market. So parents, grandparents that are listening to this, if they would like to purchase this book or to pre-purchase maybe future books, we'll see, see kind of how that's going to run. Sure, what do yeah. they need to do? Where can they go? 
they can go to my website, um, www.iabilitybooks.com. And please do follow me on social media. I have an Instagram page at inside underscore ability underscore books. Um, there I'm always posting updates, um, even from when the concept started. I was posting updates. Um, I was posting update updates about uh, pre-orders being available through my Kickstarter campaign, which I was really happy to have completed that successfully a week and a half uh, before deadline. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some really, really, really good feedback and a really good response. Um, and then I, you know, posted updates that the books were here, that it was going to be shipping day, it was going to be signing day. Um, and so definitely once I have even like the next cover out, I'll be putting that out to say, you know, coming soon, um, and getting folks a blurb about what that's about so they can anticipate, um, that next release. Um, so all those things generally go up on my Instagram. Excellent. And for those that are listening to the podcast, look in the show notes, we'll have a link to her website and to the Instagram and if you're watching this on YouTube, check out the description below. You'll see the same links there so that we can make sure that, that you can get in touch with her and follow her. And um, and it sounds like it's something that, that they're going to want to subscribe to follow you. Yes, please So do. that they can see when these new books are coming out. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, are there copies of that book available now on the website? Can they yes, order it now? Yes, you can order it right now, both copies, um, the Good. straight edition and the reverse edition. So the books are created to be inclusive of the low vision and legally blind community, but can absolutely be enjoyed by families and households, uh, whether they live with vision loss or not. Um, my aim was to create a, a cute story, a very wholesome story, a very nice, peaceful story at bedtime um, to send you know the little ones off into very pleasant, um, enjoyable dreams. Uh, so in terms of New, new things on the horizon. I'm going to have adventure stories, empowerment stories, educational stories. Um, so I'm really excited of what's to come. So one thing that I didn't ask you earlier I wanted to ask was Inside Ability Books. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? Sure. So if you look at the logo, what it is, it's an open book that basically opens the disc of disability. And so the concept... Oh is that if you look beyond, right, the concept of disability and you focus on inclusion, you focus on accessibility, there's so much more to that story, right? People always stop at disability. But if you kind of open it up, right, and and look more at, well, what can be done to create inclusion for people who have this barrier? What can be done to create accessibility for people who have this barrier? Then you know, how much of a disability do they have, right? What, if you're sitting with your child and you're reading my book, how disabled do you feel in that moment, right? Because inclusion right. has been created. Accessibility has been provided. Um, and so that was the concept. And then using the little magnifier, you know, speaks to visual impairment. I, I, I like that. I'm, 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 I'm glad I asked the question because it, it's, I, I, it, it, it it's it's a nice logo. Mm-hmm. I like it's it's striking and it, it's it, I, I don't want to say cute because it's not cutesy cute, um, but it's it's unique. Thank you. Um, but knowing the backstory behind it, I like it even more. Oh, so, great! Um, Thank so you. well, well done, well thought <laughs> out. You. I like that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, 
like I said, in my heart, I'm just like a creative. So when I sat and I sat with this concept of creating this book company and, you know, putting out these books, I really treated it like, you know, my baby. And I, I right. wanted it to, I wanted it to be deep, right? Because I, I wanted it to help people who, um, in my opinion, are not receiving a lot in terms of inclusion at this time. Right, right. Interesting. Um, the other thing I was going to share too, and I, I'm sure you've heard this, I know you've already thought about it. When um, my first child was born, now Emily's the one who's visually impaired, we were given all those books. Um, some, some of them were older children's libraries that they were finished with and they passed those on to us. We had tons of books to read. And I was able to read them to her, mm -hmm. but she couldn't see the pictures because mm -hmm. so many of them would be watercolor pictures with no definition, right. things like that. And that's that's what why I was looking at the contrast of the pictures even on the book, yeah. that the child is able to follow and, and look at the pictures while they're listening until they're old enough to really focus on the words. Right. And so you're hitting from day one the different stages of literacy for the children. So um, so I, I, I was enjoying seeing that because I remember all the years either – my mom gave my mom, my daughter a book for, I think, her first birthday and had tediously gone through the entire book with a black contrast pen and outlined everything she could find <laughs> to, oh, wow. to try to make wow. it accessible for yeah. her. So. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny part is, um, in the process of creating it, it had to be accessible to me. <laughs> right, exactly. So... so. <laughs> So you weren't even having to rely on a test group out there. You, you, exactly. You're able to screen it out. Exactly, exactly. So without further ado, we're going to go into what I call everyone's favorite part of the interview, our speed round. Oh. For those who haven't listened to the podcast before, we finish each of our interviews with a group of 10 questions that we ask all of our guests. And um, we call it a speed round, but there's really no rush. It's just whenever you can answer it. Okay. And it's 10 simple questions that have absolutely nothing to do with the interview at all. <laughs> it's the same 10 questions. And the first three will be open-ended. You'll just answer um, whatever comes to mind for you. The last seven questions are either or. And I'll read um, two words or phrases, and you'll just pick one of those. There's not a right or wrong answer. If you like them both, you can say both. If you don't like either one, you can say neither. <laughs> so, so there isn't a right or wrong through the whole thing. But, okay, okay. but it is it is a fun way that even though all of our guests are very different, they come to us for different reasons, for different types of disabilities that we're talking about. But we're finding that this is a way to kind of show that no matter what our backgrounds are, we have a lot of similarities between each other as well. So um, so it, it has been fun seeing some of our, our answers. Sure. So okay. first questions, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> what is your favorite color? My favorite color, uh, funny enough, when I was growing up was blue. And as an adult, I'm leaning more towards green. So it's kind of like a, a blue-green aqua. That's okay, so our Water Prairie logo is is all, exactly. all of the shades of. Exactly. I was definitely drawn to that. I was like, "This is a sign." There you go. <laughs> all right. What was the last book that you read? And you can't say your book. Oh. <laughs> well, funny enough, the last book that I physically read was my book. But in terms of audiobooks, right? Um, right, there you go. That's how I consume other types of, you know, adult novels. Um, right. It was the the Four Agreements. The Four Agreements on. Uh, oh. It's, it's a. I guess it's the genre of self help about um, self transformation and achieving, you know, your highest self and your highest goals. 
Um, that one was pretty good. Okay, and what is your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday, I would say, is probably Thanksgiving. Um, it's, it just brings everyone together. There's a lot of food. I love food. Um, <laughs> and just merriment, you know, it's, there's, there's game playing, there's reminiscing, um, and it's for no other reason than to just be grateful and thankful for the year you've had and grateful and thankful for the blessings in your life. And it just, it's just a generally happy time. Like it's just super, super happy. Either or <laughs> is where we're going now. Okay. All right. So cake or ice cream? Ice cream. For sure. Batman or Superman? Hmm. Batman. Ocean or mountains? Ocean. Winter or summer? Summer, summer. <laughs> Watch a movie or read a book? Um, and audio counts? I say watch a movie because it's more social. Um, and I like to talk to the TV, <laughs> which yeah. annoys people. But I, you know, I've at least started to say, pause it, pause it, pause it, pause it. And then I get my rant out. And then I'm like, okay, press play. <laughs> Honesty. I like it. <laughs> All right. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Um, to be honest, not too familiar with both. But um, back okay. in the day, I they were like family trips to go see the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, whereas not so much for Harry Potter. I guess I was a little bit older at that time. Um, so I say Lord of the Rings. Okay. And then Twitter or Instagram? I'm way more familiar with Instagram, although I'm hearing great things about Twitter and uh, that it's a great platform to be on to connect and, and build community. So I hope to build a Twitter presence, um, but for right now, Instagram. So Crystal, thank, thank you for joining us today on Water Prairie. I really appreciate you sharing your story and sharing this great resource for families. Thank you so much, Sonia, for having me on your platform and i must say definitely kudos to your platform and um to you know speak to a community of people who are in need of resources are looking for resources are looking for community are looking for examples of you know where their child can be as an adult living with a disability um, looking for examples of the best way to support and, and prepare their children for you know a world um, where they have certain barriers. Um, and I think it's a great space. It's a needed space. And I'm super lucky <laughs> that you plucked me out of uh, <laughs> the world of things going on in the internet. Um, so thank you so much. This podcast is made possible by support from our listeners. We want to give a shout out to our super fan, Praveen S. If you want to help offset the cost of producing the Water Prairie Chronicles, become a supporter at buymeacoffee.com slash waterprairie. Leave a review about the podcast to make it easier for others to find it. And thanks for your support. You've been listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles. Any resources mentioned during this episode will be posted in the description. If you're interested in joining us as a guest, contact us through the links in the description below. Be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. We appreciate your support as we build this resource. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week for a new episode.